you wait for everything to be perfect and lined up straight before you make a choice? How hard are you trying to get everything in your life right? What if jumping in and getting messy is one of the ways to find out what works for you? Discover how being willing to mess up can create the phenomenal life you truly desire. Get ready to quit judging and start embracing all of your messy adventures. Now, here's your host, self-declared messy living expert, Petrina Fava. Hey, 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 welcome to Messy Adventures in Living. I am your host, Petrina Fava. Thanks for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Um, I'm happy to be playing with you on the radio today. So um, if you have never been here before and if you've never heard of Messy Adventures in Living, let me tell you a little bit about what it is and who I am and what kinds of things we explore. So um, Messy Adventures in Living is uh, an hour that you get to spend uh, looking at uh, or being invited to drop perfect and um, get messy creating your life. And you are invited to have the willingness to get it wrong and have the willingness to be wrong and screw up and um, not judge yourself for it. Because uh, in doing that, you can allow yourself to be the greatness that you are uh, because you drop judgment of what's right and what's wrong. It's a, it's a really fun place to play in when, when you're willing to get things wrong and be messy and mess up and not be poor perfect and it creates a lot of change and it creates so much space to create something you didn't think was possible um you know our 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 minds can be very limiting i always think it's interesting the quote uh, about like well it's not a quote but the idea that we think um you know the sky is the limit or our imaginations are limitless and I actually question that a lot because I think our imaginations are limited because there's only so much that we can imagine. There's a lot out there that we can't imagine that actually is possible. You know, uh, what if you weren't limited by your imagination? What if there's so much out there that is that is not conceivable that is actually possible? And if you didn't have, or you didn't, if you didn't have beliefs and if you didn't have right and wrong in your world and if you didn't have judgment in your world could you lower all the walls to those things that are unimaginable and could you receive them so um here we are messy adventures in living the place where you get invited get it all wrong uh and possibly have happiness which is actually what we're talking about today so um i'm petrina your host and here's a little bit about me i am I'm a mom of three kids. They are turning 13, 10, and 6. I am also a pediatric nurse. I work in Toronto at a hospital called Sick Kids. I've been working here almost 20 years now, coming up this summer. And I have been in, I've spent the last 20 years being inspired by people, families, kids who, by this world standards, by this reality standards, shouldn't be happy. Uh, they have sicknesses, they have diseases, some of them die, uh, families lose their children. And I, spending 20 years in this place has taught me a lot about happiness and the choice to be happy no matter what your 
situation is, no matter what your environment is, no matter who's around you. And I'm so, so, so grateful for the 20 years that I've been spending uh, watching and observing families, uh, their response to their environment. And so also, what else do I do? I am an access consciousness bars and body process facilitator. So access consciousness is a modality that uh, I learned about about eight years ago. It's It includes some energetic hands-on processes, and it also gives you some tools that you can use to change anything that's going on in your life. Um, access is not about, uh, it's not only for people who are unhappy and who want to be happy. I think this is a common misconception about a lot of modalities that, um, you know, try to get you to change your life. You actually don't have to be miserable to use these tools. You, you might look at, you might look, you might, you know, go to the self-help aisle, cross the self-help aisle in your local bookstore and be like, that's not for me. I'm fine. I'm happy. That's not what this is. Access is not about changing yourself from miserable to happy. Although that occurs, <laughs> that occurs, but you don't have to be unhappy to use these tools. You can actually be really happy and create use these tools to create more happiness or to create your life as greater or to see the possibilities that you didn't know existed. And that's what I love so much about these tools. They're easy, they're fun, and it's always about creating something greater. It's never about fixing your problems. Access is never about fixing your problems. And I love that about this, this work. It's always about creating your life as greater you don't have to have a problem. You don't even have to. And if you if you think you have problems, you don't even have to consider them problems. Like what if nothing is wrong with you? And what if nothing is wrong with your life the way it is right now? If you didn't have to fix something, could you have happiness? So um, if, you, if you want to know more about it, you can find more at accessconsciousness.com or you can find more at my website, patrinafava.com. Um, the tools are weird <laughs> and they work. And we're going to talk a, lot, a little bit about them today. Uh, what else? I, I've um, been an author in three books. I've, cre- I've uh, contributed chapters in three books. One of them is Creations, Conscious Conception, Fertility, Pregnancy, and Birth. The other one is um, a chapter that I, am, I so love and I'm so proud of. And I am just going to create so much more with this. It's called Toolbox for Bullied Kids. Um, and it talks a lot about using some of the tools that... Um, that I learned while studying this work called Access and um, using them to empower kids to know that they never have to be at the effect of anyone else. Um, The chapter is called Toolbox for Bullied Kids in Possibilities in Parenting. And the third chapter that I contributed uh, is in a book called The Power of Releasing Judgment. And you can find all of those on Amazon.com or you can find them on my website. What else? What else? I, I'm also the creator of Naturally Happy Body. It's uh, um, it's a creation that I uh, in which I get to play with my hands and I make great uh, skincare products. They're all natural. They're really fun for me. I enjoy them. They are created with lots of happiness infused into them because I have so much fun doing it. And you can find um, you can find those at NaturallyHappyTheBody.com. Okay. All righty. Ah. <laughs> That takes me a long time. Okay, so let's talk about our topic today, which is the title for our show today is Happy Enough? Happy Enough? So, are you outrageously happy or happy enough? There's this commonly held belief that happiness should come in a good enough quantity. Have you noticed? 
is being ridiculously happy unnecessary if you're content? What's stopping you from asking for more happiness? Would it be too much to handle? Have you even considered asking for more happiness? And if you have, why isn't it showing up? What would it be like if you were happier than you thought was necessary? <laughs> so often we get asked, like, what, you know, you might have been asking, what would it be like if you were happier than you could possibly imagine? But there's something about this question. What would it be like if you were happier than you thought was necessary? That has a lot of energy on it for me. So I've been just kind of observing people. And um, also, I, I, I remember a time a couple of years ago when I was doing um, like a, a wellness fair and, and I had a booth with some of my co-creators and we were talking about the BARS, which is a hands-on, um, energetic hands-on body process within access uh, where some points on the head are touched and these points uh, are places where we store a lot of our junk, a lot of our limitations, our limiting beliefs. And the idea is that really by touching them, they can be released. Simple, ridiculously simple. Try it see if it works for you. Um, anyways, so I was talking with people who were coming to our booth and I, like I was just saying before, I was telling people that these are tools that you can use to create your life as greater, to create more happiness, to to um, have more. And many, many people said to me, oh, it's okay, I'm good. I'm actually really happy. I don't, I don't need this. Or I got, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm happy enough. I'm I'm good. I'm grateful actually. I'm already really grateful for what I have. I don't need this. And I this stands out in my mind so much because I remember thinking, what the hell is wrong with people? Like <laughs> I never said you were miserable. You didn't have to if I could if there's something that could offer you even more happiness than you already have, wouldn't you say yes? What like what's stopping you from asking for more happiness. And I started to realize that there's this thing, this energy, this belief that of happy enough. As long as I'm happy enough, I just need to be happy enough. I just want to be happy enough. I'm good. I don't need to ask for more happy, happiness. I'm good. I'm happy enough. Look, I look around and I see that I'm blessed. I'm happy enough. I don't need it anymore. I'm good. What is that? And how much is that limiting the world. Never mind you. If you want to limit the, yourself, that's good. Go right ahead. But let's go beyond that. How much is that belief limiting this planet and limiting the happiness that's possible on this planet? Seriously. Seriously. If you want to limit your happiness, that's fine. Go right ahead. But be aware that by limiting your happiness, you're limiting the happiness that is possible on this planet. And you're limiting the change that's possible on this planet. You know, we go around, we, we look around the world, and we, we are all so very aware, especially these days. Um, you know, I would say in the last couple of years, I feel like we have a really heightened awareness of how much hatred is really in, in the world. And we go around and we think that the way to, we think we know the answers about how to change it. You know, um, we protest, we, 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 we argue, we fight for our rights, we stand up for what's right. And we've been doing that actually for centuries. And in case anyone hasn't noticed, it's not working. You know, 
what if by being, what if you, what if you just being happier in your own life could create the ripple effect across the planet? If we all asked for more happiness, if we all invited more happiness, if we all asked for more in our own life, how much would that create more across the globe? It's not just about you. It's not just about me. We don't live in isolation. Separation is a lie. And I'm not saying that we have a responsibility because that's that's not it. It's not like you have a responsibility to be happy so that the world will change. And if you don't, you are being a bad citizen. <laughs> that's not what this is. That's This is about you have the power. You have the you have you have the ability. You have the capacity actually to really change the world just by increasing your own level of happiness, just by in, asking for more in your own life. And it's not separate. It's not keeping yourself separate. It's recognizing that you don't have to look outside of yourself and look around to see what you can do to change the world. Really, you know, what if all that's required is that you increase your level of happiness and you increase your level of joy? What effect could that have on the planet? Awesome. Okay, so I invite you to that. And um, we're going to explore happiness and what it means and what it doesn't mean. So something that I'm really aware of is that we have a lot of definitions. We define things. We learn this. We learn to do this as kids. And... It's not wrong, and it becomes a li- it can become a limitation. Uh, definition definition is a limitation because then you can't see anything except what you've defined something to be. Right? If you so, what have you defined happiness as? That if you didn't define it, would allow you to have true happiness, real happiness. More happiness, happiness that you couldn't imagine, happiness showing up in ways that you couldn't imagine. If you didn't define happiness, could you receive happiness in ways you never considered before? Ha. So everything that is, everywhere you define happiness thereby limiting the way you can receive happiness, will you destroy and uncreate all of that? Right, wrong, good and bad, pun and punk, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So that weird thing that I just said is called the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. You can look it up. It's got its own website. That's how cool it is. <laughs> it's called theclearingstatement.com. It is a tool that can be used to clear energy. Um, you, at, you, you We talk about something, a bunch of energy comes up, and then we ask you, we invite you to destroy it, to uncreate it, to get rid of it, to let it go. Um, and then the clearing statement has actually, all of those words has an explanation, um, but what it does is it just kind of wipes it, wipes it clean. So you can learn more about it at theclearingstatement.com. We are going to take a break. You're listening to Happy Enough on Messy Adventures in Living with myself, Petrina Fava, on the Inspired Choices Network. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? 
What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Katrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if there's nothing wrong with you? What if you're far greater than you've ever given yourself credit for? What if it's time to know the gift and the contribution you are to the world and to like yourself a lot more? Hi, my name is Dane here. 13 years ago, I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question and everything changed for me. Asking questions opens doors to infinite possibilities. And it's not about finding the answer. It's about being the question, always. What I'm inviting you to step into is something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Newton, Da Vinci, Gandhi, Picasso, and Aristotle all knew to be true. What if no question is too big or too small? What if anything is possible for you? What if together we could create a kinder, gentler, happier world? Is now the time? Go to beingyouclass.com and sign up for a free video series, My Gift to You. beingyouclass.com What if you, truly being you, are the gift and change this world requires? beingyouclass.com You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255 In Canada, 613-800-8736 Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Well, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I am your host, Petrina Fava. We're talking about happiness today, and the title of the show is called Happy Enough, whatever that means for you. So before we went to break, we were talking about happiness and, um, you know, increasing your level of joy and how that can change the planet. Um and I want to just kind of switch lanes a little bit. I, If you've listened to me before, you know I love words and I love dictionaries. And not because I like meaning. I've actually really learned not to attach meaning. Right just before we went to break, we were talking about that. You know, definitions are a huge limitation. And so you might be wondering why I always look at dictionaries uh, when, when I do my radio shows. And it's because I like to look at how we define things and how that creates limitation. Um, it's amazing. And so I looked up... Um, happy, happiness in a couple different places and I did some research online and I found some totally amazing things. I can't wait to share them with you. So <clears throat> there's a fun dictionary that I like to use which is a very, um, it's called an online etymology dictionary and it's basically a dictionary from <clears throat> that looks at uh, the origin of words way back before the 14th century. And the idea is that often we um, change the meanings of the words ch have changed since then, or we we don't know the original intent of the word. And then when we look it up, it has a very different um, has a very different meaning than we're used to using it today. And often when we explore this, for me anyways, it what lends what happens is I often realize why 
it, there are some words that are so energetically charged for me, um, or like love, or you know, like why do we have such energetic attachment to certain words? So it's always fun to look look up the um, etymology of these words, the original meaning of them, and see how things have changed or how the original meaning kind of oh gets at some stirs some interesting energy. Okay, so this is what I um, what I found. Happy. So happy from like the late 14th century was defined as lucky, favored by fortune, being in advantageous circumstances, prosperous, uh, turning out well, lots of references to chance and fortune. Uh, and then later on in the late 14th century started to mean greatly pleased and content. Um, uh, you know, again, references to wealth and riches. Um, there's also a reference to silly. Silly. And, um, but a lot of, um, and then again, eventually it started to turn into happy, uh, as a Welsh form, uh, the word was meant or was used to mean wise. So lots of different things, right? Lucky, favored by fortune, having riches, being greatly pleased and content, um, silly, wise, different stuff. So I find it very interesting that there's so much here about lucky, favored by fortune, and being in advantageous circumstances. This is huge for me. This is huge for us, I think, because we have so many... Um, judgments or points of view or beliefs that our happiness is based on our environment or that our happiness is based on our circumstances and that if our circumstances were different, then we would be happy, right? If our husband was different, if our husband was better, if he was kinder, if he was nicer to us, if he made more money, if he wasn't such a jerk, if our kids were such little shits, if they listen to us more, if I had a better job, if I had more money, if my family wasn't so annoying, um, you know, if my if my kids, you know, would just visit me more often, if I had my health, if I wasn't sick, I would be happy. We have put our happiness in the hands of everything and everyone else. And this is the biggest lie ever. Because the magic is in your own hands. You can create happiness. You are responsible for your own happiness. No one else. And we know this because there are people who have all of those things I just listed. Wealth, money, health, fame, um, people who love them, families who are amazing, lots of travel in their lives. All of those things that we think create happiness, there are people we see, we know, we could all think of someone who has all those things and yet they are still unhappy. So, you know, how much have we put our hand, our own happiness in the hands of others? How much have we bought this lie? When we have the power to create our own happiness, hands down, hands down, no matter what is happening around us, happiness is not something that is in our environment. So everywhere you have bought the lie that being happy means you must have been favored by fortune. You must be in advantageous circumstances. Everywhere you've placed your happiness in the hands of the universe, actually, and in the hands of others, instead of 
seeing that happiness is a choice that you can just make no matter what else is happening around you. Everywhere you bought that lie, will you destroy and uncreate it now? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boy, and beyond. Awesome. Okay, so what else? What else about happiness? Okay, uh, there was something else. Oh, there's this thing about happy being like a um, a word-forming element that started in World War II. So like using happy after something. So for example, slap happy, uh, trigger happy. Um, but the etymology dictionary tells us that this is a word-forming element that's like a slang and it's used it's put after a certain word, and it means, it, it makes the other word mean crazed or frazzled from stress due to. So as in bomb happy, trigger happy, slap happy. So in many instances, happy was placed after a word to make that other word mean crazed or frazzled from stress due to. Slap happy, right? Trigger happy. Like, what do you picture? What energy comes up when we talk about being trigger happy or slap happy? I get, like, an image of the Joker from Batman. Do you get that image of the Joker from Batman? Where he's, like, always laughing, but he's this crazed man? What? Why did we assign the word happy <laughs> to that that energy? So, everything that is, every everywhere we have looked and observed where happiness has been defined as crazy and therefore we have been unwilling to be that. Will we destroy and uncreate all that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, right? Who wants to be told that they're crazy? Who wants to be judged as crazy? Well, here's the secret. If you are willing to be judged, you'll actually receive a lot more in your life. So would you be willing to be judged as crazy because you're so happy? Would you be willing to be judged as crazy because you're so happy? Um, there's a teacher at my kid's school who is amazing. I love her, and I'm so grateful that, that my daughter got to be in her class last year. She is always smiling, and she's happy. And I see her, and I watch her play in the yard, and she's happy a lot. And I was standing um, at the gate watching my kids go into school one morning, and one of the other moms turned to me and said, What? drug is she on? What the hell is she taking? Nobody can possibly be that happy. It's impossible that she's that happy. She must be on drugs and it's there must be other crap going on in her life for sure because it's really just impossible for be, her to be that happy. And like, who knows? Maybe, of course, maybe she does have other things going on. I don't know. But that's not the point. The point is we think happy is crazy. We think that there's something wrong with being happy. This world tells us that if you're always happy, something is wrong with you or you're putting on a facade because it's impossible for someone to be always always be happy. That's a very interesting point of view. Would you be so so would you be willing to be considered crazy because you're so happy? I remember this as a kid as a young teen, like I remember some moment when I realized that it just wasn't cool to be happy. There was something cool about being angry or there was something cool about being serious and there was something cool about, um, you know, having a problem. 
somewhere in my youth, I know that I observed that and I saw that it was cool to be that. And so I started to change myself to not be so happy so that I could fit in, so that I could be um, serious and straight and a little bit miserable, just like everyone else, because that was cool. So everywhere you turned off your happiness and everywhere you turned off your joy in order to fit in with the rest of the world, will you destroy and create all that, please? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Like, what is that? And also, like, how often do we use sadness to empathize with others? I was at church. Um, I was at church this weekend, and I I list. I was listening to the priest talk. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I won't go there. I was listening to the priest talk, and um, he said something about. Our suffering, yes, our suffering allows us to understand others. And I really get that this is this is just not this is not true. It's not that it's not true. It's not needed, and actually, it's pulling the world down. Why? This is not the way to change anything. It doesn't help someone to be sad with them. Invite others to be more. Not don't lower yourself to to don't lower yourself to understand someone. Invite them to be more. If you see that someone is suffering, if you see that someone is unhappy, the way to change it is not to empathize with them. The way to change it is not to go, Oh my god, you're right for being so sad. I understand. Here, let me help you. Let's try this. What if that's not the way to change it? What if your happiness is an invitation for other people to have happiness too? What if that's an even greater gift than empathy? Like, how much have we bought the lies of empathy? I know, being a nurse, I know. Sympathy, empathy, we learn this, their values. We, 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 we buy these as valuable. So everywhere you have bought the lie of empathy, everywhere you've bought it as valuable, and helpful to changing or helpful to making someone happier when it is not. All it has done is kept them in their unhappiness and dropped you, dragged you down into your own. Will you destroy and uncreate it all? <sighs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Empathizing, lowering your level of happiness never creates anything greater. Would you stop it? Seriously, enough. This world doesn't need empathy. It doesn't need understanding. Stop trying to understand. Understanding is just crap. You don't need to understand something to change it. You don't need to understand someone to help them. You need to invite them into something greater. Have you ever been around someone who's really happy and who's really joyful? Have you ever been around someone? Have you ever been sad and then you and you're like, oh my god, I just want to be with this person because I know that when I'm with you, I can't be sad, right? Come on, what an amazing invitation that is. Empathy and understanding just drag the world down. They're not needed. It's a lie. I'm sorry, but it is. It's just a lie. It's a lie for me, I guess. I'll speak for myself. It's a lie for me. I'm not interested anymore in empathizing with anyone or understanding anyone. What I'm interested in is changing me so that I can be an even greater invitation. Okay, we're going to go to break. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living on the Inspired Choices Network. We are talking about happy enough. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. 
Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. All right. You are back. We are back. I am back. You're listening to Happy Enough. Happy Enough? (laughs) Happy Enough on Messy Adventures in Living Today. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. So before we went to break, we were um, talking about what I found when I went to um, an etymology dictionary, which is uh, looks at the original intent, the origin of words, and um, some funny things that I found, especially um, using happy as a, um, you know, like a slang or an addition to another word, which implies that someone is was made crazy about it, like slap happy or trigger happy or bomb happy, you know, gives this, this, this image of the Joker, you know, the Joker from Batman, like this crazy happy and how much this reality judges happiness as crazy. And, you know, this might be possibly be one of the ways that we, uh, one of the excuses that we use or the lies that we buy to justify not being happy. And, you know, if you've been choosing that until now, that's awesome. Uh, I invite you to choose something else. That's all. Okay. So then we're going to keep going. Then I looked up happiness in like a regular, you know, 2017 dictionary, and I found something even more fascinating. (laughs) I'm such a nerd. Okay, so um, here's what it says. Uh, Pleasure, joy, exhilaration, bliss, contentedness, delight, enjoyment, satisfaction. Okay. Happiness, bliss, contentment, and felicity imply an active or passive state of pleasure or pleasurable satisfaction. Now, happiness results from the possession or attainment of what one considers good. 
for example, the happiness of visiting one's family. <laughs> Sorry, this, I find that a hilarious example. Um, bliss is an unalloyed happiness, supreme delight, the bliss of perfect compa- companionship. Now listen, watch this. Now, watch this and be aware of what shows up in your body. Contentment is a peaceful kind of happiness in which one rests without desires, even though every wish may not have been gratified, contentment in one's surroundings. Here's a tool. The truth will make you feel light, and a lie will make you feel heavy. Be aware of your body when I read this. Happiness results from the possession or attainment of what one considers good. Contentment is a peaceful kind of happiness in which one rests without desires, even though every wish may not have been gratified. So, I I just, there's this thing that we believe in, which is you can be happy even if you don't have everything you desire. And I'm not suggesting that that is not true, but I'm also challenging you to question whether it is true. So this, let's go to the, sorry, my brain is like all over the place right now because I just like, I feel like I have fireworks, energetic fireworks going off. Happiness results from the possession or attainment of what considers good. For example, the happiness of visiting one's family. Some people are actually not happy visiting their family. The 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 issue that I have with this definition right here, happiness results from the possession or attainment of what one considers good, is that that involves ginormous amounts of judgment. Happiness results from the possession or attainment of what you consider. If your happiness results is a result of the possession or the attainment of what you consider to be good, how limiting how limited is your happiness if it's only based on what you consider to be good if you had no considerations about what was good and what was bad could you be happy could you just look at everything around you and be and be an allowance of your world of what's around you and still be happy but if your happiness is dependent on getting what you consider to be good then can you, how much is your happiness limited by your definition of what's good? Good is a judgment. Good and bad are judgments. So if you look around and all you see is bad, things that you judge as bad, of course you, then you decide you can't be happy. I see this when I go to work and I see families who have children who are sick, who are dying, who have severe you know, life-threatening illnesses. I've met so many families that are happy even with this going on in their lives. I have seen many who are not. And I have seen many who are and who are grateful and who are kind and who can see the gift in it. And it might sound crazy to some of you and if any nurses are listening or anyone who is in that profession in any way, you might understand what I mean by the gift in it. Because there are gifts in this, and sometimes they are amazing, uncomfortable, yes, still amazing gifts. But if you judge it as bad, can you receive the gift of it? Happiness is not a result of your environment. 
Okay, here's the other one. Contentment is a peaceful kind of happiness in which one rests without desires, even though every wish may not be gratified. Okay, I don't know about you, but I cannot not have desires. And I'm tired of making myself wrong for this. And and actually, I gave it up a long time ago, so I'm not even going to say that's kind of a story. I, I'm, I, I gave up making myself wrong for wanting more because I always want to have more. And I always have desires because I know that more is possible for me and for you and for everyone around me and for the world. So I'm always asking for more. I always have desires. And it's always been such a lie for me or so heavy for me to be like, you know, you should just be happy with what you have. Why? There's more. (laughs) I am happy with what I have. I'm grateful and I know that more is possible. So everywhere we've tied um, tied up happiness and ungratefulness. Everywhere we twisted up the lie that if you're ungra- if you want more and you ask for more happiness, it means that you're ungrateful. Can we please destroy and uncreate all that? <sighs> right, wrong, good, and bad. Pot and punk, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yeah. Okay, just taking a look in the chat room. We are playing in the chat room. If you're interested in joining us, you can uh, click on your chat room link and put pop in a name and come play in the chat room. What's happening in here? Okay. Can one conclude themselves into happiness properly? <laughs> That's funny. Can you conclude yourself into happiness? That's awesome. I love that, Keisha. Like, so if you if you're judging what's good and what's bad, and then concluding yourself into into happiness, that's hilarious. Oh my gosh. So, um, and Carol is saying you can be happy but not grateful, but without gratitude, you can't be hand, happy. Yeah, exactly. It's a very common, a very 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 commonly held belief that um you gratitude and happiness are tied together and and again i'm not saying that this is a lie but we have this belief that in order to have gratitude in order to be grateful you have to be happy with where you're at that that's what gratitude is and what if that's not true so here i am inviting you to something else to some to a different possibility besides um, being grateful and settling or um, being asking for more meaning that you're not grateful. So let's clear all of this. Everywhere you've decided that if you ask for more happiness, it means you're ungrateful and you'll probably get less because you ask for too much and the punishment for asking for too much is that you get nothing. Will you destroy and uncreate all that? Right or wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine joints, boys and beyonds. I did a radio show a long time ago. It was one of my first ones um, in oh, um, October 19th, 2015. It's called The Fisherman's Wife. And it's the story that I remember reading when I was very uh, young. Actually, I didn't read it. I listened to it on a on a record. And it's about the this fisherman who meets this magical fish. And um, the magical fish grants him everything he would like and so he asks for a little bit and then he goes home and the wife goes are you crazy why didn't you ask for more so he goes back and he asks for more and then the wife goes ask for more I want a castle and he goes back and he asks for more and it's back and forth back and forth and every time the wife wants more and more and more and more and at the end the the um the fish goes your wife asked for way too much she's ungrateful she gets nothing back to your like little hut I listened to this repeatedly as a kid, um, and it's such an interesting story, and it's such a lie. So, but these are the things that we buy. We this is perpetuated. Religion perpetuates this a lot. That if you ask for too much, you'll get nothing. Um, and again, 
everything that is, everywhere you were told that if you asked for too much, you would have nothing, and thereby you are settling for the happiness that you have. Instead of asking for more and inviting the world to be something greater, will you destroy and create it all? Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine, shorts, boys, and beyonds. Wow, the time is flying. Okay, um, so, you know, the secret to being happy is not accepting where you are. It's It's you know one of the ways to be happy is asking for more and and inviting more happiness into your life without looking for reasons do you need reasons to be happy right do you if you decided that you need reasons to be happy then you could look around you and find all the reasons why you shouldn't because of course this is what we do we look we look for you know reasons for and against we've learned this we've learned to weigh so if you are if you have decided that you you must have a reason to be happy, and sometimes like things are said in a way that sounds positive, but they're actually not. Like um, I found a little thing um, on the internet that says there are so many beautiful reasons to be happy. And you'd be like, "Come on, Petrina, what's wrong with that?" Nothing is wrong with that, except that if you buy this as a firmly held belief that there are reasons to be happy then when you're unhappy like and you look around and you see that there are, you have reasons to be happy but you're not happy then what do you do you judge yourself you judge yourself for being unhappy there is something else um that we're going to talk about when we come back from break uh you're listening about that about being unhappy and why we're unhappy and what is unhappiness so let's go to break you're listening to messy adventures in living with patrice fava do you wait until all the traffic lights are green before you get in your car? Of course you don't. Are you waiting until you have everything perfect to begin living? Most of us have learned not to take any steps until we have all the information to make the right choice. What if the opposite is true? What if it's choice that creates awareness? Are you willing to make lots of messy choices so you can begin to see the possibilities that you didn't think existed? Listen for Messy Adventures in Living radio show with self-declared messy living expert Petrina Fava every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 Central, 9 Mountain, and 8 Pacific on the InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How much more expansive would your life be if you were willing to get messy with your choices? What if you really do change molecules by your interaction with them? What if the change you've been looking for is right before your eyes? What if the uncomfortableness that comes with difference could be fun? What if the closed-minded people of the world no longer determined our world? What if gratitude trumps judgment every time? What if your kindness healed the world? What if the earth is asking for your help? And what if you had the resources to give it? This is your invitation to step into something that Einstein, Marie Curie, Picasso, Da Vinci, Shakespeare, Aristotle all knew to be true. Hi, my name is Dane here. Thirteen years ago I started to truly ask questions. Actually, I started to be the question, and everything changed for me. What if there are no dumb questions, or any question too large? What if you being you are the gift and the change this world requires? Is now the time? For more questions to create a change in your world, sign up for a free video series at beingyouclass.com. My gift to you, beingyouclass.com. You're listening to Messy Adventures in Living with Petrina Fava. To participate in today's show, please call in the U.S. 
815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also ask questions or comment by email by sending to Petrina at PetrinaFava.com. Now, here's Petrina with more Messy Adventures. Hey, welcome back to Messy Adventures in Living. I'm your host, Petrina Fava. Our show today is called Happy Enough, and we've been talking about happiness and how we define happiness and um, how that becomes a huge limitation to truly receiving happiness if we have all these definitions about good and bad and reasons and crazy and all this kind of great stuff. Okay, so right before we went to break, we were talking a little bit about um, reasons to be happy. Um, and this is not wrong. Uh, and when it also creates limitation because uh, when we look for reasons to be happy, if we think that we have to have reasons to be happy, two things can happen. We Well, first of all, it takes happiness right out of your hands and it takes it, it makes it a no choice, which is total crap because happiness is a choice. It's a choice you're making. You, if you're not happy, you might want to look at, um, ask some questions around what have you defined as happiness uh, whose hands have you put your happiness in? In really, what have you defined as happiness? But the thing about having reasons to be happy is that two things can happen. Um, if okay, if you're unhappy and you've decided that happiness is about having reasons to be happy, you could either look around you and see that you have all of those reasons that this reality tells you you should have. So perhaps you have wealth, perhaps you have fame, perhaps you have health, perhaps you have lots of great friends and family surrounding you. You might look around and go, I have all these reasons to be happy, but I'm not. What a jerk I am, or I'm, an, I'm so ungrateful, or what the hell is wrong with me? And that will not create more happiness. <laughs> it just creates more judgment. So if you find yourself unhappy, uh, you might want to ask yourself, whose definition of happiness have I bought? And have I put my happiness in the hands of reasons, in the hands of environment, in the hands of others? Now, let's talk about others for a little bit. We just have a few minutes, but there's this tool um, at Access, in Access, called Who Does This Belong To? And it's the idea that our thoughts, feelings, and emotions, actually we are very aware of the thoughts and feelings and emotions of other people, of others around us. Very, very aware. We are actually very psychic. We pick up on other people's stuff all the time. So if you are, if you focus on reasons and you look around and you have all of the quote-unquote reasons, then you just end up deciding that you're you're bad, you're a jerk for not being happy and that you're ungrateful, you might want to ask yourself, is this mine? Is this even mine? And same if you look around and you don't see all of the reasons. You know, what have I made my, who, what have I made my happiness the effect of? And is this really mine? There's just a quick, um, yeah. So, what have you decided happiness is? And who does all of your unhappiness actually belong to? Would you be willing to acknowledge that you are actually very aware of the people around you and the people around the world? Uh, have you noticed you, your mood changes around a certain person? So for me, uh, a really startling example is that um, my mood changes right away according to the mood of my, my husband. 
But that's actually not what's happening. What's happening is I'm actually super aware of him. And so I made myself wrong for this for a really long time because, um, because he would be grumpy and so then I would be grumpy and then he, all of a sudden he would change in a, in a second and then all of a sudden I would notice that I would be happy again and then I would get pissed off. I was like, of course, because this is what we do. We judge ourselves. So then I was like, well, what an idiot I am. Why am I letting myself be at the effect of him? And that was not helpful. <laughs> so now I ask, is this mine? What am I aware of? So who are you aware of? Um, and are these unhappy thoughts and unhappy feelings, is, is, is unhappiness actually yours? Would you be willing to create it? I also want to talk just a little bit. There's a, a comment in the chat room about um, a back seizing up just when we're asking, talking about happiness. So would you be willing to include your body in happiness, in being happy? Have you decided that happiness is a feeling? Have you decided that happiness is a thought? You know, have you ever heard the expression like, if you're happy, w can you let your face know? Because, you know, there's something about, um, oh, here, here's a quote I found. Just because I'm happy, it doesn't mean I have to smile. And just because I smile, it doesn't mean I'm happy. So, you know, how, it's the suggestion that people will often smile even though they're not happy underneath it all. And when I read that, I got to realize how much we don't include our bodies in our in our happiness. Have we decided that happiness is a feeling, an emotion, right? It is often defined as an emotion. And so who experiences the emotion, these emotions? You, the being, spirit, like who does your body experience emotions? No, like what is all of that? So again, our definitions are limiting to how much, uh, limiting us um, to how much happiness we can have. So would you be willing, um, Wendy, would you be willing to invite your body to happiness? Would you be willing to receive the happiness that your body is is giving you or is trying to give you or is trying to show you? How much fun do you have with your body? Would you be willing to include your body in your happiness? And everything that doesn't allow that, will you destroy and create it all? Oh, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and puck, all nine, shorts, boys and beyond. Thank you so much, you guys, for being here. What if your happiness, what if your joy is the thing that can change everything on this planet? Would you be willing to be crazy happy? Would you be willing to be judged as crazy? Would you be willing to truly invite happiness into your life by getting rid of all your definitions of what happy really is? Join us next week. Goodbye. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for playing with us on Messy Adventures in Living. Katrina Fava will return next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 10 a.m. Central, 9 a.m. Mountain, and 8 a.m. Pacific on Inspired Choices Network. We'd love to have you join us again. Until next time, have fun creating your phenomenal life, mess and all.